Hello everybody and welcome to this brand new episode of Music to Live with Shanti. I'm your host Shanti Perpellini and today I'm here with Anissa Boschetti, a singer from the south of Switzerland. What we're waiting for, let's go! Check this out. Hello everybody and welcome to this brand new episode of Music to Live for with Shanti. I'm your host Shanti Perpellini and today I'm here with Anissa. Hi Anissa, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. How about you? Yeah, um, honestly, uh, this month has been so fucked up in a positive way. Because April, um, for those who don't know, I work in uh, the music business as a stage manager and April was just desolated. It was desert. I just have like one shift. And well, the positive thing is that I had the time to think a lot of situation and how to organize my business. But then from the 1st of May, I just started a tour with an orchestra, then all the concert here in Basel. And uh, yesterday was last concert in Zurich. It was nice, simple yeah. tasks. So yeah, for this month, I'm really happy. And this is to say that tired, but really happy and always uh, motivated to do podcasts. But hey, tell us something about you because the audience here are very curious to know who you are. Come on, come on. First of all, I really feel what she just said. I felt like like the first months of this year have been like preparation for something bigger. So from May on is only all new, all kind of like new stuff, new creation. And so I totally agree with you. So hi, everybody. <laughs> My name is Anissa. I am, so I like to present myself as a dreamer. So right. I don't like to share a perfect identity about me because I don't feel like I'm the kind of person to fit in just one identity, you know? I have some friends of mine who know me as a singer, uh, some friends of mine who just know me under my professional work, and just friends of mine just knowing me by night out uh, and, and stuff. So, uh, what we share, of course, is the music. Right. So, yeah. Because <laughs> um, you are in different projects. But oh, yeah. before we jump on that topic, I mean, because um, I introduced you uh, in the trailer of the episode as a singer. So that's the focal point. Um, why did you, how did you get, let's go direct in this, in the reason how did you understood that you were the person who want to become a singer so i actually started mm -mm, big news as a pianist okay <laughs> so my first instrument was not my voice but was the piano mm -hmm. since i was very shy and introverted and as soon as i turned 17 years old i started you know singing in between notes in between piano lessons and stuff and I really discovered that that was I know it's uh, it's funny to say but that was my voice and that was the voice I wanted to bring into the world so mm -hmm. from that moment on I really started to discover it 
as a way of speaking, as a way of introducing myself to others, and in a way of translating what I had in mind uh, into the world. So yes, after my first years as um, just trying to sing out loud, um, I actually joined the first project of my life, which was uh, very, um, like, how to say, with the conservatory school in Lugano. Mm -hmm kind of classical way of starting and just singing around with friends in a classical way. So that was my start. And then mm -hmm. the moment I really discovered that was my instrument, that was the thing I wanted to share uh, in the world. Okay, but you got into the, you were telling me you went to jet school also. I mean, or you get like, you decided to go in that direction. So actually my uh, parkour was kind of different. So I started off as um, classical singing, so mm -hmm. not opera, but uh, still classical, mm -hmm. and, you know. Uh, after that, I immediately went into the rock direction because the first band, I, the first real band I joined was uh, Tipsy Road, uh, which was, um, yeah, kind of nice, <laughs> a band from Ticino, Switzerland. And we did, um, oh my God, it was it was just amazing. It was a prog rock, um, hard rock mm -hmm. uh, band from Ticino. And uh, that was really the first time I really jumped into the music world uh, all around Europe, actually, because we did also concerts in other nations. And just after um we split with the with that group well we don't actually say we we split up because we still you know want to hope okay to one of the situation where it's mutual that okay the our our fellowship separates now like it's like lord of it's, the rings even not like that it, it's more about we all hope to get back together one day it's mm -hmm. just life got different ideas in mind okay and just as soon as i moved to rome so it was oh, six years ago already that i started trying new way to discover my voice and at that point i joined a jazz band and i started studying uh, jets mm -hmm. as a way of moving my voice but um first first off was was rock mm -hmm. all right Well, I stop you here because now it comes like one of these questions that you're not the first person I talk about this, this about that this month. And it's the fact, what is all the hype about jazz? And let me explain. I had the chance to work as a teenager uh, for a jazz festival and meeting like musicians from all over the world. And, and you could see the contrast in between people from the USA and people from Europe. And, and that difference was that people in Europe come from a classical uh, studying background. So they know the basic, the rules, the mathematics behind music, and even the, um, the classic repertoire, really classic. And then they go to the jazzy part, improvisation, everything. Then you got the people from the States that come from Uh, growing up in f big families, playing with your grandpa, your uncle, and uh, they play bass, drum, and everything, and they know nothing about theory, musical theory, you know? But they got the groove, they know how to play. So you got this idea of who's really making 
a good musician, right? And mm -hmm. what I understood is that, and maybe this is why I never really get it about jazz, is that it's really open. Like, it's really expression, direct expression. And I noticed that student here in Basel sometimes, I mean, from the Music Academy, um, they don't say, oh, right, we play like metal, we do electro, well, electro now because everybody are kind of hipster, so it's now it's the hype also, but they, they, they pretend to say, okay, I play jazz because jazz is like the something that is allowed for me as a classical musician to do something not, um, what's the word, not canonical, you know, not really in the base, what we are used to listen to. And I always thought this was a big bullshit, honestly, because in the end, you are studying or you try to make fixed rules and techniques on uh, a music genre that it's so open. And I learned that from where this music was born from directly from these people. So to me, as a musicologist, sometimes it's really hard to really understand what people here are really want to do saying, okay, I'm going to jazz school, or that's the name of this bachelor or master that are doing. Uh, yeah, in relation with what does it mean playing? Because it's crazy, but it seems to me that sometimes classical students are kind of shamed of say, I'm playing rock. Of course, I mean, four chords and you got like thousand, same four chords and you got like thousand and thousand of good song. And, but it seems that's, oh, that's so basic. That's so popular, you know, like easy. But I don't know. It, it's always kept me like, do you want to be like kind of a snob? And on the other side, you want to just being more creative, but you need a label to put on what you are doing. So you say, oh no, I'm not experimental. I'm not doing that. I'm doing jazz or I'm doing Berlin techno. Yeah, yeah. because everybody likes this kind of music, you know? Yeah. I don't know, this is my point of view, but I really want to understand you because you went to that school and you feel for sure totally different vibes. And I'm really curious to see your approach with that. Yeah, uh, first of all, sorry to break it, but I never went to a school it was more a personal discovery. So right. the only school I did was the classical conservatory. Mm. So that must be a point. But um, I really get your point and I really get what you're saying and your point of view. And this is absolutely true, which means in all kind of art, because that's what we're talking about, we're talking about art. In all this kind of art, I think there is something called you know, mainstream. Okay, so talking about jazz is saying, I'm, I'm playing that something more. So uh, I want to share my view on that topic that is absolutely not at all based on what is a good genre, what is a good musician, what is it good for something, you know? So I'm not really labeling thing with this stuff. And I want to like share the main two points that um, I think about this topic. The first one about rules, about breaking the rules, etc. That you say, you know, with jazz, uh, you have a lot to to study. But then you you're talking about improvising. Mm -hmm. Why is not classical music? Then the jazz is. Um, I think this is the the 
fascinating thing about jazz is that you really are, um, you have to think outside the box and you have a box, you know? So the box is really learning uh, which are the sequences, which are the notes standing good together, you know, the famous uh, jazzy chords, etc. Okay, so you have a box. But on the opposite side, that is not classical music, for example, you have to think outside the box because you have that incredible improv part that you can like it or not. It's not about liking here, okay? It's more about feeling and mm -hmm. what makes a uh, good jazz music actually good always in my opinion is when you see the musician uh, falling into their personal flow and this in my opinion it is what really makes a jazz music good mm -hmm. so it's not more about beauty because i personally think that a rock music is a lot more beautiful Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a jet song you know talking about beautiful but a jet song sometimes is a lot more deep because we're not talking with notes we're not talking about chords and sequences we are really talking with uh, the emotions of the artist mm -hmm. and it's the only only one genre where you are pushed to find your voice to find you really your emotions yes. so that's also the reason why um i try to discover jazz music because what i've been through in the first part of my career was um strong notes precise notes was more about the strength of my voice i, I think you know my voice right now a little bit and you know i have also a, a deep strong voice okay and the first thing i did uh, when I started singing jazz was taking away the volume, mm -hmm. which was absolutely horrible for me because I was so uh, used to... Yeah, to be so present. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, to scream it. And with jazz music, you almost whisper with a microphone and you whisper your emotions. So it was more like an intimate um, discussion with the public. And it, it was more about my inside emotions and not about performance. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the beauty of jazz, which is a complete different thing of what you like and what you don't like. Because I totally agree with you with the first part of your, uh, of your point of view, which is jazz is not more than the other genre. Okay. Mm -hmm. So whoever talks about I play jazz because I'm more than you is absolutely on the wrong way because jazz is absolutely the opposite. It's more like being humble, being the, the solo person that wants to play that note because that note is really transferring more emotion than the first one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I see it, you know, I got most of my friends that are studying jazz are drummers and you recognize the fact that they start in really playing, they learn how to play like more softly. And um, they also understood better how to adapt other their volumes to a certain situation. And uh, I think that maybe I was just witnessing those concerts with the wrong audience or wrong friends because, <laughs> because I think nowadays, I think that if I would like, 
go and listen to a jazz concert that will really more focus on the musicians, how they are playing and touching the instruments, than in the end, they really, really um, not don't care, but you know, just the music is there, of course. Uh, the song is is in the air, but yeah, really see how the different musicians um, are feeling that specific moment of playing together with others. And, uh, because honestly, if I will like buy an album and just listen to it, I think I will say, oh man, that's boring. Yeah. You know, like, and then of course, if you are a virtuoso in your instrument, that could be saxophone, guitar, or drums. You say, oh my God, you got that feelings. Oh no, you know, but I know that because if I listen to the album Californication of Red Hot Chili Pepper, I love the way the drummer is playing and he's doing like kind of basic rhythm. You know, the feels are not so complicated. The beat is really basic, something that you learn from books or school, but he has this energy, you know, to put, uh, I think the best example is the song Other Side. The beat is so easy, but there is this energy into that. Yeah. And I think that I, I guess I can translate that for jazz. Like, okay, let's sit down and focus on the musician and see how they are interpreted. Uh, just also viewing the person connected yeah. to the music. Um, for the audience now, something to understand how we met. And the fact is that now, I guess for a couple of months now, you are the lead singer of a band that I interview. Guys, go check it out on YouTube. I did like a, a very, very wonderful episode because that episode was produced by the Mitch Box Production. Shout out to Mitch. And we did it in a studio, very professional, and the band was Sunset 99. Shout Ooh. out to the guys, I love you. And at that time, I interviewed another singer. And uh, and by the way, I'm I'm glad to see that he's keep going with his own career, his own view, and his own uh, state of mind. So that sounds important. So I'm really happy for that, but. Now, now we are here with you. Uh, the guys told me, oh, we uh, we decided to have a lead singer. And I was so surprised. I, oh, yes. In a positive way, of course. And because this generates a lot of questions. And now I'm going to, you're going to listen to that question. And maybe you will help me to find a solution. Because um, thinking about the sound of the band that I really enjoyed, knowing that those guys are three different personalities. Each of them represent us as a specific genre of music. Like you see their background. Um, I also appreciate the different of ages in the band and the way to communicate. And I could really understood that doing the interviews, but after looking at the interview on YouTube, uh, I really, really enjoyed. And I, I was really jealous because in my music experience, live music experience with bands, I had a lot of fun. Um, it was just fine, but I never had this kind of connection with my bandmates. So that's amazing. And so uh, the first question is that, is for you um, as a singer, but it's for you 
quite normal to think that, okay, if you join a project, you will be like in the front row. <laughs> like you will be like uh, the, the spokesman of the band, let's say. The singer is always in front. Yeah. Besides some other exceptions, but yeah, you would be like so exciting. So how are you living this? Like knowing, okay, I want to sing, I want to sing in a band, but this also means that me as Anissa, I will be like always in the front. The audience will hear my voice, my message, and I am. Without without saying that the rest of the band is, uh, is annoying or is not interesting. But let's be honest, when we think about a band, whatever is the music is, we look always, who is the singer? Yeah. Right? So how do you live that? I mean, because maybe out there, sorry, because maybe out there there is young musicians or even other musicians with experience that still have this block, you know, like, oh my God, I want to go live. I need to go there. But, there. but every time I need to go on stage or nowadays I was doing some videos, lives or recording a video, then it comes this uh, imposter syndrome or like insecurity and everything. And in the end, just do what you like. I have to be honest, I saw a couple of videos of people uh, singing and at that time they weren't on tunes and everything, but you could see that they had fun. So in my mind is that a part of me, of course, say, okay, they are not, in, they are not following the rhythm or whatever. But in the end, I said, Damn, this this girl or this boy want to man, this one they want to have fun, you know. But this is this is come later. First of all, going back, you as a lead singer. Yeah, ha, this is a really good question. Um, I must say, I think I have a curse on that because every time I joined a project that I wanted to bring it on, like the now Sunset 99 project, which is amazing and I love my bandmates. It's actually the second time that I joined a band that already had a male first uh, lead singer Yes. and went away and I was the second one arriving. So I must say this situation is something I already lived. Mm -hmm. So now it's easier, okay? Because of course, first time you do something is super scary. Second time you do something is already something you can manage to do, you know? So I must say the first thing that makes a lead singer be on the front row is, oh, I think th there are two parts of that. The first one is really the, the bass. So I know I go as a lead singer in front of the first row, in front of the whole, the whole public, but I have all of my bandsmates behind me. All right, know? yeah. So it's more about, I'm more like a diplomatic, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm the one that talks, but what we are bringing are really the four voices that form the group. So I must say, I never felt, um, it's a lot harder when you do it as a complete solo singer. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I always use that metaphor with uh, theaters or stuff. When you are in a band, you actually share your eyes with the others. You actually share energies and you are in on the stage together. Okay, so you're never the solo uh, person in front of all the public. 
Okay, so this is a really, really important part. And the second part is that I really think that um, when you discover that your kind of message is the voice and you want to embrace the stage way to use it, because of course you can also be a singer uh, that only sings in CDs or mm -hmm. only sings behind the curtains, or there are other ways, for example, covering your face or... I don't know, using elements to, to, to mm -hmm. not show entire yourself. But when you choose that way of singing, so being the lead singer, being in front of the others, I think you're just following your nature. So uh, this is also a discussion I, I, I had. I think, first of all, all the singers are a little bit egocentrical. So not in a bad way, okay? So not in a way everybody must watch me, etc. Mm -hmm, of it's course. It's more that my voice is something that, let's call it destiny, let's call it myself, let's call it the universe, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, but it's something that has to be in front, okay? Mm -hmm. It's like you are naked in front of the public. It's like you're sharing your intimate emotions with the only help of your voice, so, of course, you feel like you don't know where to put your arms or your hands. And, you know, uh, when you imagine uh, a lead singer, everybody has got their strange moves, you know. For example, I use a lot of my hands and I, I look like I'm strangely dancing on stage, okay. Mm -hmm. So, these are all uh, ways that your body tries to, uh, to share that you are actually just a, a small person that because of her choice or not her choice have to share their depth of emotions in that precise way mm -hmm. so it's more about yeah about sharing something with the public okay. and not, you know being in front because oh how you put it actually stressed me you know mm -hmm. and if i imagine myself on stage it's really i don't care but it's not about yeah i say i don't care because it's really, I don't care. I want to sing. I want to uh, mm -hmm. share my music. I want to share the experience with my bandsmen. I have loads of adrenaline and it's just uh, an incredible emotion. So for every young band out there, I guess the best way to try it is just go on stage and do your thing, which is just, in my case, or in the case of singer, just sing it out just sing your emotion, just sing yourself. And for the bands in general, just share your music. I mean, you have something to say. If not, you're not playing. Yeah, and in the end, you are the one on the stage, honestly. Because often you talk about egocentrism, but I think it's also more uh, self-confidence. Mm, I mean, yeah. because because you, um, you know that you are going to do something that you like, that you love, and as you said, that you want to share. Your share, yes, with the audience, but your share also with the band. So that motivates you. And I recognize that in my experiences. Like, I always, I, I guess, I always played more as a drummer. I had my experience as a lead guitarist and singer. But uh, I think the band wasn't the right. But as a drummer, I always had these feelings like, okay, the intro starts and you go on your own on stage behind the drums. And when the intro is done, and I remember being so nervous, like you need to puke, you know, like, and then the intro stop and you go with the fourth. And when it's the song start, 
you're on it, you know, it's like, yeah. and yeah, I mean, it's the idea of let's go do it out there. And, um, but you know, like the new generations, like, uh, this is the topic that I love to discuss on the podcast is like the approach, like when I grew up, I, there was no social media, you know? Uh, there were, I remember going on the internet looking for a picture of the offsprings or from Papa Roach because it was the band at the time as a teeny was the hype and I still have a big hype on, on, on my personality. And and then there were, I, I was buying uh, magazines like Metal Hammer and something like this and you have articles, pictures, posters and, and everything. And now is everything on socials and you see very talented people. Um, I think sad, the sad part is that there is like kind of overproduction of the, of a product. So sometimes you don't know where this self-confidence is already really, or, or better said, where is the, the true face of the artist, you know, like is really talented or is, is really well-produced. And um, uh, I had a uh, recent episode of my podcast with Noom, is a producer from Switzerland. And we were talking about this, you know, uh, what should a good producer do beside uh, uh, saying, oh, I want you to be like this, or I want you to do that, you know, like. And about Sunset 99, um, my big surprise was that I was, I had the chance to listen to the album before it was released. So I had an idea of the sound and I liked the colors, I liked the ideas. Um, it was, it's clear to me that at that time, they were like a band that they found like common ground, but still an experimental one. You know, and it's okay. I mean, it, but in that concept, the album concept was solid. And and, I, and when they told me that you would join the, the army, uh, uh, honestly, I was just surprised to understand these two dynamics. Will the band following the, the, the way they did before or they were really open-minded on really adapt or let's say um, take inspiration from your own style. Because from what I understood, one of the reasons why they wanted you is because they liked your your energy, your your way to see and to um, to do music. And so I I guess I can answer for that because we we were talking about this even months months later. Um, I think that the fact that the band really um, decided after releasing an album to rearrange uh, their own sound. Um, well, kudos. Yeah. Because as I said, the album they released is solid. Yeah. Uh, I don't like to. Uh, I mean. It's not, yeah, that's, that's not a bad, but I, and I need to close this <laughs> sentence. I don't like the music scene from Ticino. I have to be honest. I, and I, and I say this not because uh, it happened something bad in the past, something like this, but it's just because I know the mentality of people yeah. living there. 
Um, but in the last months, I just went on Spotify and YouTube. I was checking out some of artists. And of course, they are really interesting yeah. bands or solo artists. But I don't know. I still have that feeling that they always think that this is it. They, know, they got everything. And and it's the, the similar story about people thinking they got everything, uh, what they need, but they never go out from their small village, you know? Yeah. And and I think that if they, some of them really will go somewhere and really let the influence of other places get into their own style or their personality, mentality, that would be like a very uh, deal, break, deal breaker because I heard so much content that it it's so similar for what is produced in Milano, uh, and you know the biggest city north of Italy and everything. And I said, "Yeah, that could be your demo. That could be your demo. Of course, you take inspiration for something and you go in for that. But what's the what's the real product that you want? You want to be then the, um, the classical trapper that they do with the same way, the same beats, the same, uh, the same. And it goes also for rock. I don't know. I wasn't so um, delusional about the scene." Uh, I went listen to a couple of band live in the last months. So because I want, you, you know, if I critic or I said my opinion, I want to be honest and yeah. I want to be, and of course I'm not saying that those people don't have to be on stage or that I have to stop doing music. Don't get me wrong. But why is that so? Because when they, this Mitch, uh, Mitch from Mitch Box Productions told me, oh, I got a band from you. And I say, oh yeah, from where? I say, from Lugan. I say, Come on, dude, really? <laughs> and but you know, I was wrong. I was wrong. And I was wrong because uh I and I won't be honest with you too. Um before the interview, I didn't listen to anything. I just told myself, go there, meet the guys, talk with them, talk to them and and see what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> and then Mitch give me <laughs> i don't know if the yeah the band know that i also saw the video clip um of upside down before it was released and uh, i love that song and and i'm really curious to see what are you gonna sing that song <laughs> but yeah uh, we also talk about that but uh, um once again the band is solid yeah and i'm really curious to see you live by the way, guys, by the way, guys, today we are at the end of May. And you guys, you, Anissa, with Sunset 99, you have the chance to play on a on a very big festival here in Switzerland. You won the slot for that specific day. Before we keep going and talking about you, uh, you in relation to the band, please give some information about this concert because it's a very, very... Great opener. I saw the lineup. If you love pop, rock, you got whatever you want. There is full beat. There is the band of Johnny Depp. I don't know the name, but I know there is Johnny Depp singing on it. And uh, I said there was the Cedar also there. There, I love Cedar. And uh, and you guys, Sons of 99 gonna be there. Yeah, so, Anissa, we are. Just, just, just give some information. The audience need to know. The audience need to know. <laughs> Come on. So this is. I think it's the first year. 
they are doing this open air, which is the uh, Summerside open air uh, in Grenchen, so in Soloturn. So yeah, German part of Switzerland. And uh, we are in, so this is so exciting. We, we actually don't know, we don't know how we feel. This is a big thing. We are so excited. We just are looking forward to go there and to play our music. So we are actually planned on the 23rd, so in Friday, and is on two days. So two days long, 23rd and 24th of June. So in just one month, oh my God, yes, it's one month. One month. <laughs> Uh, yes, and um, yeah, so the same night that we are going to play uh, are going to also be there Airborne, which are, oh my god, are incredible. And of course, uh, the Hollywood Vampires with Alice Coopers and Johnny Depp and whatever, you know. So <laughs> we are really just hoping to share a beer with all of our fans with all of my friends, with them, and just uh, live on these two days music because, oh my God, we, we really don't know how to share how crazy we are about that. Yeah. And, ooh, yeah, big up, big up, big news. This is only for your podcast, Shanti. Tell me, tell me. Yeah. We're going to play. That's the da -da, plan. Da -da. Probably, very probably some songs from the new album which is not yet released Ooh. yeah baby <laughs> yeah baby indeed yeah oh oh so guys um if you don't know what to do in one month summerside festival then you can soul turn um come on to all the audience in ticino because i know that fucking mentality and you also know Oh, we are, oh, you're going to play Swiss German. We need to take the card. Oh, right? You know, oh, come on. It, it's like this. Though. No problems. We're going there. Let's go together. Yes, right. That's, we that's... go in the morning. We go there. Picnic on the road on the Gotthard Pass. Yeah, that's it, right? Yeah. That's it. We need to, to teach to teach to, to people teach to do that about. again. Because, because, hey, I remember... Um, Oh, that was an amazing day because I also met one of my best friends ever, ever. And there was this American band. It was it was all metalcore in Zurich, and there was two bands from Ticino playing there. And I remember going to Lugano. We picked three cars, and three cars we went to Zurich. You know, yeah. and it was so it was the long one our longest day. You know, it started like at eight, and we ended like at three in the morning. You know, like, yeah. but. It's the experience. So move your fucking ass and go to the Summer Side Festival, support Sunset 99 and join some good music, guys. Because, um, yeah, because music, after we had two years with nothing. So, you know, what's the feeling of not having live events? And now there is opportunity. Uh, it seems, because, you know, in Zurich, they burn these, these puppets, yeah. uh, Sexaloite, and uh, it it burns so fast, and that means, oh no, that means the contrary. Honestly, I suppose if it burns fast, it's gonna be like a shitty summer. Mm, I think so. I think so, right? But no, we don't believe in that. In that's and we that's actually don't care. I mean, witchcraft or everything. Yeah, right. Well, this is the reason why. Personally, I hate openers. If I working, it's okay because I'm behind the scene. I got my tan. I got maybe my hotel and everything, 
but I I I always skipped going to open air because I'm not I'm not that guy. I have to be honest, I'm not a guy. <laughs> I'm I'm more like the concert hall guy. I like small venues, yeah. you know, is everything cool, but not opening. But 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 Sunset ninety-nine. Yeah. What is the deal with this oh. band? So you talked about loads of stuff, loads of stuff. And uh, I really don't know where to start with, but just how amazing the energies of these guys is, is just incredible. So you met the uh, the old singer and the whole band together. And uh, it's just as it was. So I really felt welcomed in the family. So this is this is a funny story. I'm going to uh, to tell you how I actually met them. And um, I was in Lugano. I was uh, singing on stage for uh, I don't even remember. It was like uh, talent or challenging something. Mm-hmm. And that guy, that guy on 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 the you know on the public, after the concert came to me and he was like. Hi, <laughs> hi, <laughs> nice to meet you. you know? I love your voice. Can we be friends? I was like, yeah, <laughs> of course we can. You're so nice, you know. And it was like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm also, I'm also playing with a band, and we're doing some good stuff. So, would you like to, you know, stay in touch? If- Wait, who was that for the band? Well, I, it's coming. Ah. Uh, so just keep in touch and share some thoughts. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Why not? Yeah. It was Leo. All so right. The best player, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it was so funny because from that moment on, we just shared a couple of messages, nothing more. Until uh, during the summer, uh, he called me and it was like, hey, uh, would you like to, you know, come and try singing with our band. I was like, yeah, what kind of band is it? And he was like, so it's kind of pop, punk rock. And I was like, oh yeah, actually, fuck yes. Why not? Let's do it. And uh, and I went there and from that moment on, the rest of history, mm-hmm, like you mm-hmm. said, you know. So um, you talked about the different personalities and the different genre. So you're also starting to know me and uh, as you can see, I'm also another personality. So I'm also different from the uh, from Alex that I personally never met. So I say hi to you, Alex. <laughs> Maybe someday we will all meet each other. Um, and uh, I'm also another person, a brand new person. And uh, of course, some things have changed. Yeah, he has uh, to also in some ways, right? You have to, and it's absolutely positive you know i love that that sentence that is the only sure thing is life is changement mm-hmm. it's changing you know and uh, whoever thinks that something is fixed that something is finished is just wrong okay because mm-hmm. nothing in life is done so of course the sound is slightly changing of course it is but the the amazing and super good thing is that, in my opinion, is growing. Okay, 
So, of course, I brought different stuff. Of course, I brought, first of all, a different voice and Mm -hmm. a different genre. (laughs) Because, of course, I don't have a male voice. (laughs) And on the the other way, um, I'm a soprano. So, completely different voice, you know? Uh, So, that's absolutely something that everybody will, will will know as soon as they start like listening to our songs but uh the sound is actually growing from the inside so i must say um especially at the beginning i stepped back mm-hmm. because i was entering something that was as you said already working mm-hmm. and already working very well so uh i didn't want to you know put my label on it it's all right not- just test the water you know just see yeah, what's going it's on? Especially because it's it's not who I am. I'm more the kind of person that likes to create, following what the others are saying. You know, uh, I don't have a style. As I mentioned before, uh, I went from metal to classical music to jazz music. What I love is to discover what my voice can do in whatever space is put on. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in this case, I love the genre. I love what they're doing. I love the sound. I love the energies. And I just wanted to understand where this was going. And uh, there was an incredible growth from the band. So especially uh, the guitarist is really discovering his voice. And uh, you will you will uh, know as soon as the album will be released. But... Uh, I think he was the main change on mm-hmm. the band, not the voice, and which is pretty funny because it changed the person, but the the real change was in uh, in in the guitarist. Okay, yes. so he's really growing with this music. He's really starting to 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 play the notes that describe his personalities. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, Gilles and and Leo are incredible artists, incredible musicians. And uh, I think that together we are creating something new. Um, I wouldn't say it's, you know, the identity because still it's, it's changing, it's growing, it's going somewhere different. But I think we have an union, which is a really strong union and, uh, and we're fitting in together. So it's really all about discussions. It's all about understanding whether or not everyone is described in every single song. So mm-hmm. of course, the person that brings the most of it is the person that maybe creates the base. Yeah, of the song. give the the base or yeah. say the, uh, but, the structure um, of the the song, the first melodies, and then. Exactly. But everybody's working on the same stuff, on the same songs, on mm-hmm. on everything. We are discussing from uh, the, the topic we're going to sing about. We're discussing about whether or not change some parts of a song, uh, how to transfer the, the concept of the album, etc. So it's really about unity and about understanding and about sharing with each other whatever everybody thinks about one another's and one another's songs so it's it's really important and it's precious yeah and the 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 experience there are on the way like as we said one month to the big event 
the biggest chance is uh, it's offering you really like uh, it, the time is now, let's say. So as you said, do you feel that something is evolving? The band is really open to this, uh, accept this evolution, yeah. improvement and, and the chance out there. So for sure, we are speaking right now, this episode saying that it's not... I, what would you like to be? But it's already something that is happening. You're going to be on stage in one month in a big, on a big stage. And, and, um, and this was, will be just the first of many. And so, uh, the things are here. Your energy is activated, is activating also all the uh, process in the band. And it's so, so interesting, honestly, to witness this because uh, once again, going back to the topic about social media, we see always finished product. We don't know really what happened behind the scene. We don't know if the person is faking. We don't know if this person is telling bullshit or is so arrogant because he's an asshole or because he's a character he's playing, you know? And I, for the audience, it maybe is also interesting to um, clarify. I'm working with you as a band I giving you some advices. We had a couple of meetings and I'm really glad that you accepted to hear my opinion and what I had to say about some different experience I had. Um, so uh, it's something that, oh, it doesn't happen every day because uh, I don't know if it's because some people are insecure about what's going to be or what got, what, What's the meaning of being successful? Um, but sometimes the answer is, oh, yeah, you know, we are trying this, we are going this and that. But And then you also got the opposite. People say, oh, yeah, I need to go in that direction. They witness a lot of experience. They pay to play, let's say, and whatever. But in the end, nobody care about them. You know, so it, it's a subtle balance uh, because it's not just a, a vision, a presence, that happened then on audios or videos, but it's also you. People will appreciate. I think that most of the artists that I really appreciate, it's because when they are on stage, they offer the show. They offer a presence. And, and once again, your presence as a new member of a band, it's already evolving this band. So this is very interesting and i really hope that uh, i i'm i'm now uh, setting on my calendar for next month so i i hope i can join the opener uh because i'm i'm really curious and uh i had some bands that told me or asked me uh, oh can you join us to the rehearsal so you can see this and that and in your case i really want to keep myself the surprise to see you live because in the end um i'm the kind of audience that like to see the band playing and I really enjoy when the they the band plays not like on the CD you know they they are really a little bit dirt a little bit live you know oh, yeah yes I'm touring with some metal bands and they all play with backtrack or effects and I get it it's part of the new style and everything but it changed totally the way of live show, I think, because uh, sometimes you say, oh, yeah, they play that song, but the singer changed a little bit the melody or like the guitarist did another solo or they did it shorter or they had this and that. And this is 
once again, the present, the surprise that the band can give, you know, like. Yeah. And um, I need to ask this because it's a, it's a question that I think is important to bring up. And uh, it also, it's also a question that I um, ask to many of my female guests. You, you as a female uh, a person in the music business, as a woman, do you have... Do you did you witness cringe experience, difficult situations? Um, I I don't think we we don't need necessarily go into the details, but you know, like uh, it's important because we read articles sometimes. We do have people shouting out about the situation that not easy and everything. But I think it's important to hear once again from voice directly in general how is the situation for a woman. So many, so many situations, so many cringe and bad situations. So I must say, in Switzerland, less, okay? So in Switzerland, the only stuff I experience were just unhappy comments, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, but in Italy, where I was also more involved in looking for concerts and in talking with lots of lots of uh, bar owners or um, you know whatever, um, it it was really crazy, and um, I, I'm 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 still shocked, you know, years mm -hmm. after I, I experienced that, that uh, they are not looking at you as a human being, you know. Mm -hmm. it's, more, it's really like you're less and I remember that case which was of course the worst of it but I must witness it because uh, that's that's the truth you know uh, I remember uh, so I already played around Europe and uh, I came into that, that the club you know and uh, I went there with a friend of mine just because he was helping me with a couple of stuff, mm -hmm. right? But he he need, uh, he knew nothing about music. He was just a friend of mine coming up there, you know. Yeah. And we started talking with the owner of the club about the concert we were going to have a week later, and I had to organize the whole show. So I had to understand uh, what speaker were there, what kind of mixer, what kind of you know whatever. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. every kind of technical stuff you have to discuss with the owner. And uh, every time I asked a question, he, uh, first of all, he didn't let me finish. And he was directly talking with a friend of mine. Mm, so he was not talking to me, like really not even looking at me in the eye. Okay. And since I have this kind of, you know, strong uh, personality, uh, at a certain point, I was so angry. And really, with all the calm in me, I was like, uh, man, I'm sorry, but I know what I'm talking about, and I'm talking to you. And at that moment, he turned to the friend of mine, and he okay. told him, is this your girlfriend? Because, ooh, what kind of, uh, you know, uh, yeah. sassy, sassy little girl is that? I was crazy. I was crazy about it, really. Damn, and, it, oh, yeah. This is something I think all female artists experience. Like mm -hmm. it's all about in every kind of way, in every single kind of way. Because if you are, uh, if you are more humble, then you're not sexy enough. Mm -hmm, if mm -hmm. you 
uh, are trying to, I don't know, break the rules, then you're just a bitch. Mm-hmm. If you have a strong personality, then you're a bossy bitch. Yeah. If you don't have enough personality, then you're a loser. And you probably, I don't want to be vulgar, but you sucked on somebody to be there. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is really, and thank you for the question. This is really something we have to change. I, I know I was talking that with a friend of mine that she she's also straight edge and she organized a lot of uh events in the states yeah. and she promoting a lot of um is uh, her channel is titled uh sisterhood uh for straight edge but it's open to everybody I mean it's not just for women but it's it's created by women for everybody mm-hmm. and um she was I'm like oh you know when you see women girls women and the shows uh most of the people think oh they are here because they are looking for attention you know or something that i don't get it i was on tour with zillion ardor uh, was in paris and it was a sold out show biggest location and it was also a, a first time for me as a backliner and i was looking to the audience and, and it was interesting because there was women wearing like what normally you see on TikTok or Instagram, you know? And I said, okay, that's kind of, it's the new style. It's the new way. And yeah. it's not, it's okay if you come to the show like this because it's your style. And of course, uh, uh, you look at it, but the, the fact is that man out there, you don't have to sexualize everything, you know? Like you can do a compliment to a person. You can, you know, like, it's not that it's it's wrong to look at somebody, but it, the fact is the way you deal with that and handle that. And honestly, uh, sometimes, um, guys, if you witness something strange or bad, said something. Uh, from my side, you can also punch somebody, honestly, because sadly in this world, some people understand only what they got in the face, you know? <laughs> but um, the fact is that Omerta, like situation like this, where I mean, I, I can only speak really for the punk rock scene, where it's a male dominant scene. But as in classical music, I noticed this. You know, like the I think the Berlin Berliner Symphonic Orchestra have for the first time a woman as a first violin concertmeister in. in. Yeah. So, and we are 2080. I think they it was last year. Or let's say recently, I don't want to say something wrong, totally wrong, but think about that. You know, like <laughs> one of the biggest orchestra uh, of Europe only in the last three years decided to have uh, well, one of the most important pieces of the orchestra uh, played by a, a woman. Yeah. And I don't know, uh, because working behind the scene, I was happily surprised to see that in the team who built the rigs and the team lights, stage setting, there is a lot of women working there. And um, also members of LGBTQ community. And uh, when I was working at the opera, I remember there was really a good balance in between women and men working together. Uh, Maybe because really they were working together and you can talk shit of somebody who's near you and working hard as you, you know? 
Yeah. And uh, and this is something that, uh, of course, uh, surprised me in a positive way. Uh, but it's also always something that not many people are able to see, you know. Yeah. And and I still think that this is something special about working in arts. Yeah. I have a lot of girlfriends that are backliners touring with band, doing merch, you know, like as a job with high responsibilities. And this is normal. Saying so, sadly, the scene still male dominant. And when I said so, it's more about the mentality. Yeah. I don't say that it's something wrong or not. There is, I would say there is the same amount of people in both gender being part of the scene, but it's the, this mentality. Um, what did you just uh, explain what happened to you? Um, oh my God, it's something that I really hate as a man, you know, like hearing uh, this disrespect about a person first. And then, of course, because you're a woman, so I don't talk to a woman about this and that. Yeah. It's Huge. really crazy that we're talking about it. So it's just crazy because when you just uh, talked about, so, you know, just sharing on the on work between men and women that should be normal so it's even crazy to talk about it like it it should be a goal it should not be a goal it should be like everyday life yeah so this is the crazy part yeah and of course i mean we can take the example of your band like it's a four-piece band no wait now they are you are a four-piece band yeah so then, uh, uh, you know, like, um, before they were old men, then, you know, they accept you for who you are and yeah. for the uh, the energy you are bringing in. And this is in the small reality of a band. But yeah. it should be like this also, whatever you're going to do. But, yeah, I, I, I also had, sadly, had to witness some kind of situation and, I don't want to open now the door about discrimination in general, but yeah. it happened to me last week. I need to go uh, into a concert hall to do my job. And there is a woman at the door and she looked at me very suspicious. And she said, who are you? And I'm always too kind. You know, I just say, you know, I'm the technician for the orchestra. I need to go to work. And, and, but honestly, in my mind, I was asking, yeah, and who are you? Yeah. You know, because it's not because there is an elder woman at the door that, she, you know what I mean, you know, and I, I of course she was white, you know, like, I'm, I'm, as I said, I don't want to open the, the dialogue about discrimination, but, but it's in some ways, it's, it's a kind of same vibes, you know, yeah. like you disrespect somebody in some ways, or you don't think that you're disrespect because they think that they are right doing they have the right to do so. But, yeah. you know, like, uh, it's this idea of, um, okay, we are here for the same goal, but something, for some people, something is not right. Yeah. So, fuck, man. Um, well, I, thank you for, for being open on this topic because I always think that it's so important to talk about it because, um, yeah. and the way people talk, because sometimes I'm on Instagram and I hear about, uh, what does it mean being man? What does it mean being women and everything? You know, all this. But 
how can you explain such intricate uh, on different levels on 30 seconds video? You just see like a snips of an interview or a podcast. And of course there is, and this is my question. Once again, going back on final product, what you see is really what the reality is. I mean, I don't, maybe some of these personalities out there are just faking. And honestly, it's not a good faking being the asshole in the room. Yeah. There is a, a very good podcaster in Germany. Shout out to Ettervox uh, Herrenfeld in Köln. And Christian, uh, he has this, I, I really admire him because he has this a way to be bold in what he's saying. He brings out um, topics that are really kind of hot, I would say, where people would be like, have mixed feelings, but not in a way they, that he need to shock the audience. He yeah. brings that on the table. He has like two or three guests and together they discuss it, but, and in the end they're still friends. Classic yeah. example, they were talking about how some stuff are working in German society and he had uh, one of his friends that is gay and the other one is a Muslim and growing up there, you know, and all everybody gave a different opinion and the, the dialogue were really open. It was on fire, but in a positive way. It's not that everybody was shooting to each other. And this is why I said, we need to talk openly about this. Uh, it's a, as I said, is I always try to make this podcast like a normal dialogue, and this is also something that I would like to to ask to people um, while I'm sitting with them to know more about their own experience, because um, those experience made them the person you are in front of, you you have in front of you, and between good and bad, I can tell you also bad things that happened, but in the end. Good that happened because I understood better why I choose the way to be freelance when I had a really top-notch job, you know. But there was in that job some 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 facets that I said, "Oh, I love what I'm doing, and I don't need this stress." Yeah. And also, with 36, I'm 37. I'm really learning right now to be more secure of myself. It's a process. So guys, if you are young, 20 years old, and you think that the world is against you, <laughs> welcome to the club. No, after 30, everything gets better. So just grow up. <laughs> no. Been a little no, bit slower. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I know that was more joking, but guys, it's, I mean, those are the experiences that forge you, you know, like and I, I, in between what is your profession and what is your life, you as a person. Um, you know, before we go to the end of this episode, um, did you have any recommendation about what audience could go on Spotify or YouTube and listen into? Because um, I was thinking, you know, in the last months, mm -hmm. I want—I mean, at the beginning of May, I was on tour and I listened to the whole, I was driving from Freiburg in Brisgau to Berlin and I was listening to the whole album Fallen of Evanescence. Because for me, it was one of the biggest bands. I mean, I play a cover with friends in high school of them, and there's still such sound that it's cool. That's a cool album. I think yeah. nobody, I remember I heard that another podcast that were talking about that, and they were, I say, yeah, you know, almost 20 years later, still a solid product, you know, like. Mm -hmm. And um, so I was thinking, oh, and nowadays, what is going to be? I mean, for me, and I don't know if you know that is there is a younger, 
she appeared like in a, one of these. Uh, I think you America Got Talent. Okay. And oh, her name is Arley Arlen. I need to check it out because uh, um, she she went on stage and she sung a song of a metal band called Spirit Box. Spirit okay. Box have a female lead singer and okay. she scream so good. Yeah. And so you see this this young girl, I think she's 12 uh, or she was 12 at the time of the video. And so the song start and the, you know, how is the talent show? The, 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 the judge are always like surprised and she starts screaming, but in a good way, you know, that. Yeah, so right? cool and also this the lyricism was really heavy you know like everything and you when you see a 12 years old singing this kind of thing was like what the hell is going on and well oh she's called harper sorry harper and, oh yeah of course harper yeah and now she released a song with um uh we came as romance and another and a singer of another band metal band or i think the singer of one of another metalcore band produced the song and she sing with the uh, singer We Came As Romance and the track oh, is fire. And it's nice because it's not, uh, you see that it's honest. Yeah. You see that this girl, uh, you know, the parents are parenting good. Uh, she's living her life as a young teenager. Yeah. You know, it's not, no, make, no, no heavy makeup, no clothes, you know, like this, this kind of make young people looking older or like if they are already adults. No, she she's like there and she's singing. You can feel the passion. So to me, this is, for me right now, is one of the most amazing female front women. Okay. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't want to, to fuck up this, yeah, the word. And, um, and then there is this Mexican band called The Warning. There are three sisters. And I heard that they were on tour with Muse and uh, they were opening for Muse and um, they are incredible. They started, yeah. they started like showing some, I, I, it was the, that summer I had like for three months TikTok and it was one of the best thing I, I've learned from TikTok, this band, The yeah. Warning, amazing band, great sound, they're amazing musicians and they have this energy. And the last one that I will advise is uh, Sun, and she's from Paris. Shout out to Sun. Elle est une des meilleures musiciens que je connais. Because uh, we are in contact, we're gonna record a podcast soon together. I hope because uh-huh. they opened for Metallica like last weekend, and uh, and uh, I heard I get in touch with her because she played a project with uh, an orchestra in Geneva. And uh, and she she does what she call brutal pop. Okay. Uh, it's 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 a mix. It's a, usually I, I can't describe it. You need to listen to that. And I love I love her style because it's unique. Once again, she has this energy. You feel the influences, but his his own style and sound. She's doing great. It's really fresh. And wow. those are for me the three female act on the music scene that right now I really enjoy to listen to, you know. And I don't know, do you have something for us? Who, 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 who? Nice question. 
So um, I must say I'm more like a vintage soul. Mm-hmm. So my uh, my bands are more from the past. But man, I got two names that I think some of your followers know them. Some of them will not know them. But if you don't know them, just go there. Now is the time. Let's go. Oh my God, is is the fucking time. So the first one is, oh my God. Uh, I think I already told you about. So he's in this moment, which is mm-hmm. metal court. And she is, oh, she's the lead singer is just extra, you know? <laughs> yeah. There's something more. I love her. I love her sound because, um, of course, is disturbed, is stretched out. Mm-hmm. But you can feel everything through that yep. voice. Let me check something because now that you said that name, I need to check something because I got in this moment. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know the band, but I had like, does it... okay, no, I just confused the lead singer with another person. But yeah, I love okay. the song. It's great. It's a great band. It's a very, very great band. Yeah, they are really, really amazing. And the second one, uh, which for me is totally, totally on because of her energy, because of that um, strong voice. And so between the two person, the first one is more, you know, suffering and spitting it out. And the mm-hmm. second one is screaming on your fucking face, you know, and which is, of course, Hailstorm. And uh oh. Yes. So Lizzie Hill and her voice is just. I love the song Love Bites. Oh, yeah. Hey, that that oh. song is badass. Yeah, but they are brothers in the band, also, right? Yeah, they're brothers. The it's drummer is, is crazy. I love yeah. the, the drummer style. But she has the. I, I, I ne- I'm a contrary of you in that. I ne- there is like a, a black hole in between after the era of the Beatles mm-hmm. to the middle of the 80s for me. Okay. And it's not that I despise artists of that period, but it's just that I don't feel it. I don't like that sound. Yeah. And, um, but when I've heard uh, Hailstone for the first time, um, I really enjoy it because it got me that feelings of old school singing, you know, like... Uh, and, oh, with uh, 21st century energy, you know? <laughs> yeah, she has the, that that energy that oh that's have you seen have you heard them live? Uh no, never like live. <laughs> okay, it's on the wish list. Sunset 99 gonna open, right? Is it is it and is it today episode music to live for Shanti? We are saying that, uh, that <laughs> your band gonna open for us, and you will see one year later and say, yeah, I said that. <laughs> <laughs> What's the time? <laughs> yeah, and I come and I come as a as a backline for your band. No problem. Definitely, definitely. We're gonna do that. We're gonna do that. Yeah. Oh, Anissa, that was really a nice chat. Um, cause, uh, last time we met, I mean, we met in person, like also one month ago or something like this, because I, <laughs> that was funny. I said, okay, I need to go visit my parents because my mom was away. My mom, my dad was at home alone. I said, okay, let's That's go cool. visit that. I needed also a break. And, uh, and then I don't know the day before I just realized, I just saw that mono bar in Locarno 
uh, also you on your on your project with you, with your colleague at the guitar, and yeah. I say, oh, that's just perfect. And then uh, the day after, there was also another concert that I want to be honest. It was such a delusional concert because uh, the band was kind of cringe. They had like a strange energy, and then I discovered that I were all cops, and I, you know, it, it's just the fact that I don't get it when you have the kind of profession like being a fucking cops <laughs> and you do punk rock or, or metal like this, you know, it's just don't sit together. It's like, it's, you can say whatever you want. You ate the badge and not the people, but there is some, there was some crazy cringe energy in that mosh pit uh, now, but we met there uh, before we just talk on zoom and, uh, and we talk about with the band, so it was it was different. Now today we had really the chance to talk about music. I was so curious about your approach. I mean, I already got it that you have this energy. I can I say that you like love skiing. So in winter you are always on the mountains. So you're really an active woman. You like to do things. You put your energy. I think people around you should be every time so happy to be have you because you are like like yeah. You are the avalanche. You are you are the one who, who push. Okay. And <laughs> uh, I I mean this is the idea that I had. And after this one half hour talk, I mean, yeah, I got it. I was right. Well, I, I was right. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's the fact is that yeah, I really enjoyed it. I love your energy, and I wish you and all the bad shout out to the guys at Sunset Ninety Nine to not just to have a wonderful show in one month, but uh, also to keep going that way. Uh, Right now on the Swiss scene, there is a lot of very nice and interesting bands. Um, so, uh, guys, I think that maybe on Spotify you can find some playlists, you know, Swiss music, Swiss metal, Swiss pop, Swiss world. Go and check it out. Um, check it out, Sunset 99. Um, leave some comments in the opposition. The, this episode going to be available, of course, on Spotify, uh, Deezer, Apple Podcast and the video of the episode will be available on YouTube. So do me a favor, leave a comment, follow and share. And uh, because it will just help me to reach more audience and share also the opinion of wonderful people like Anissa uh, with the rest of the world. Yeah, it sounds great, Ooh. right? Woo! <laughs> yeah, thank you very much for this episode. Um, I'm really happy. And thank you very much, Nis. Thank you. It was really a pleasure. And see you soon. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Check this out.